Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This episode of Conversations Against Living Miserably is brought to you in collaboration with Calm, obviously, Dave, obviously, and Murdoch London Barbers. Well, hello there. How's it going? I hope whatever time of day it is for you that you're listening to this, that at least one nice thing has happened in your day. And if not, I'm very sorry to hear that, and I hope better ones are around the corner for you, because you're a smasher. Just fancied starting in a nice little way. Wanted to try and put a smile on your face. Uh, I don't know if this will make you smile as well, right? But I only learned the other week that the saying is Inspector Cluso and not Inspector Cluedo, which is what I have been saying for 26 years. And a few days after that, I actually discovered as well that I've been pronouncing posthumously as post-hummus for 26 years. I've, I've got two degrees. I'm not thick. Post-hummus. No wonder any time that I used it in a sentence, people looked at us like I was from another bloody planet. Like, oh, hi, him, very sad that he died, but at least he won that award posthumously. Suppose no one likes an award before they've had their hummus, though. Gotta have it after. Right, where was I? Um, getting distracted. That's what was happening. I think I've spent so much time under the duvet recording these intros, and the heat's gone to my head, and it's sending me, sending me to some strange places. But anyway, back on track. I was introing another Belter episode of Conversations Against Living Miserably for you, and it is definitely a Belter today. We are joined by YouTuber, writer, activist, and most importantly, Celebrity MasterChef 2020 champion, Riyad Khalaf. I really wanted Riyad on the show. I met him while I was guesting on the Sexy Sex podcast he hosts with Alex Fox, Unexpected Fluids, and I just knew he'd be full of good stuff to share with us, and I was bloody right, like I often am. (laughs) 
Today we will be chatting about the journey to acceptance and coming out, CBT golden tips and fancy and cartoon characters, because why bloody not? Enjoy! Good afternoon, or good evening. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but hello and welcome to today's episode of Conversations Against Living Miserably, where we are joined by the host of the podcast that got me into podcasts. <laughs> what a treat. It's Riyad Khalaf. Hey. Hello. I did not know that being on Unexpected Fluids sort of yeah. took the cherry away. <laughs> I, was on, I was on the Unexpected Fluids podcast, which is a bit of an intense one for your first podcast to it be. It is. It's, Very sexually intrusive. Yeah, it, yeah. it's um, sexual fails and um, sort of like the funny side of imperfect sex. Um, because what is perfect? Exactly. It doesn't exist. But I, I'm happy that you enjoyed the yeah. process. Yeah, pop my, pop my pod bean. Yeah. And look at you now. Don't, don't like that expression at all. That was awful. Well, our first question, that we're, while Aaron is sick and he's coffee in the corner, <laughs> is when was the last time you felt calm? Oh, last time I felt calm, it was two nights ago, sitting on the couch with my anxiety sponge, a.k.a. my kitten, Claire. Um, Claire. She, Claire. Claire. Claire is amazing name. name for a kitten. Uh, named after Claire Underwood from House of Cards, a strong, <laughs> feline-like woman. Um, so she's sitting on my lap. I had um, a gin and tonic in my other hand, and I was watching The People versus O.J. Simpson. The candles were lit, and Ooh. the doors were locked, and it was my fella there as well, and it was just like safe haven goals um and that's sort of my process i like that yeah once the candles are on i think that's peak yeah. calm that's, now yeah. so, about three of the candles are the cheapy cheapies from tk max yeah yep. and then one is proper expensive which was a gift from my auntie which uh-huh. we only like for special occasions <laughs> otherwise i get that from the fella but um you know we did we went whole hog and we lit all four candles the other Ooh. night so, oh yeah like Aladdin's cave just all lit up and, yeah. wow that's really really culturally inappropriate <laughs> I know I'm half Iraqi I am from the land of Arabia but I did not have no I'm joking <laughs> you know Aladdin was my first crush really he was so fit in those parachute pants and his lovely <laughs> golden skin <laughs> And Jasmine's just this little bitch. I was like, go away, he's mine, he's <laughs> yeah. mine. I think Jasmine might have been my first one. Oh, really? Yeah. She is pretty. Yeah. yeah she's not when she goes all fake evil at the end. I don't think I've ever fancied a cartoon character. Really? That is no. weird. How is that weird? No, because it's usually your first, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Robin like, Hood. Tarzan or... No, I don't think I did. Fancy Ronan Keaton. That's worse. You say it best. <laughs> oh, don't stop. When you say nothing at all. This podcast is going to have to be hollered <laughs> while I go and combust <laughs> <laughs> he's on he does the breakfast show now on uh, Heart one of those. yeah, he yeah. Does it. not Heart it's oh what's it called I'm not sure I've seen him on the side of a bus magic yes ah yeah. with his magic voice <laughs> Uh, when was the first time you became aware of mental health being a thing, be it positive or negative? Um, I think I realised that I could feel really, really, really bad when I was about 12. And it was a mixture of um, something that you could probably agree with and something that was 
a bit silly. So the, uh, it was my 12 times tables. I just couldn't get them. And I thought that mm. not being able to do mathematics correctly would mean that I would never get a job. Mm. And I thought that was the end of my life. But the other thing was trying to come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so quite different, yeah. but all at the same time. And I just remember being constantly in this mode of panic and doom. And I can't get out of it. And it, it as a kid, it just felt like it lasted forever. Mm. And I felt like I was in this bubble of my own making, looking around, everyone's having a laugh and enjoying, you know, the fun things together. Mm-hmm. And I was just having an awful, awful time. But I didn't know the name for it. And I just thought, I this is a Riyadh thing that I don't know how to get out of this and then I think probably about 16, 17 I, I heard the term mental health or and I, I started to hear about depression and anxiety and then I was like aha that's what it was mm. and I've always had anxiety issues always 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 and I, I um went to CBT cognitive behavioral therapy when I, I had the worst bit of it it was off the back of the death of my grandmother and then mm. my ex-boyfriend uh, we, we ended it together and it all happened at the same time and it was the first time in my life where I couldn't cope I opened that to that point I could I could fake it I could go into work put on a, a radio show or, or you know mm-hmm. smile in front of a commissioning editor and then kind of have a little like ah moment after but I remember in this time I'd go into work and I couldn't form a sentence mm. I'd get into my car and I'd nearly crash it because I mm-hmm. couldn't drive properly. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. And I thought, wow, okay, like I'm going to die mm. if I don't sort this out. Yeah. And that's what led to the therapy. And that was like five, six years ago. And I'm still using the tips and tricks that I used back then now, mm. which is amazing. Which tips and tricks do you use? Just, they... um, this is a moment. Mm-hmm. This is not forever. Um, look at all the great shit that's out there. This is just one shit thing. Breathe. <laughs> just I, if you can do one thing, just breathe. Yeah. Stop. Feel the chair on your arse. Sit down. Don't spiral. Cut everything out. Take one thing at a time. Treat yourself. Eat that ice cream. Have that gin. I'm not saying alcohol is a solver of problems, but I do like a drink. And spend time with the people that you love. Get out of the noise of of the city. You know, London's great, but my God, it can just wreck the head. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's nature. It's the sea. It's family. It's my cat. And yeah, just mindfulness, you know, like just be here right now. And that that stuff really, really works for me. Like I said the other night, making that safe haven really, really is, is good for me. Right. What about your 12 times tables? How did they you crack them? Well, then I figured out that there, you can have a calculator. This is true. <laughs> like who? Like we all have a calculator with us all the time yeah. in our phones. Do you remember when we were kids and your teacher would be like, you're going to have to learn how to do this because it's not like you're going to walk around Tesco with a calculator in your pocket. And I'm like, well, who's laughing now? Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, really, really. Because I, I think I have some like baggage that I, I have taken from my teachers because I remember I had one um, teacher in primary school. It was the very last year. Uh, we call them um, years in Ireland. Uh, do you call them years here as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was panicking because he thought that as we went off into secondary school the following year, we were going to say where we came from. And he was embarrassed that we were that bad. And he was shouting at us, going, you're all ridiculous. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're thick. And I'm going, oh, my God, he's right. You know, you hear something enough times. And that, that really stuck with me. And then, you know, thankfully, now I know that actually I'm not. Yeah. I'm a bloody genius. 
<laughs> it was the breathing thing that my, that really pissed me off when I went to CBT. And they say it's so matter of fact, and they? it's like, you just need to remember to breathe. And it's like, I know how to breathe. Yeah, look at me, I'm doing it now. It's fine. And then you actually start doing it properly and you go, fuck, that works. It's really annoying. I'm an idiot. I can't breathe properly. But it is mad, isn't it? It's just stopping that spiral. Like, my boyfriend as well, he won't mind me saying, he suffers really badly with anxiety. And what I've noticed in him is that his manifests in trying to find the thing in his life that he can attach the anxiety to to almost justify it mm. I'm anxious because my mom said this or I'm anxious because work this happened today and if you take away the anxiety inducing thing then instantly it snaps to something else mm. and his mind tries to rationalise the feeling by blaming it yeah. on something mm. so we as a couple have to work together to speak about it every night really what's going wrong today and why does it not matter yeah. You know, let's just take the debrief. meaning out of it. Yeah, yeah, like this is just a stupid thing that doesn't warrant the crap feeling that you have inside of mm-hmm. you. So let's just um, sort of break it apart and dissect it. Mm. And we don't always reach that point of, you know, kind of calmness, but that's okay too. Yeah. Um, I think the main thing is just being able to enjoy your dinner and have a good sleep. Yeah. You know, like enjoy the program that you're watching and not have the mind racing all the time. And, you know, we've done, um, we do CBD oil now, do. CBD <laughs> yeah ooh, yeah give me that ooh. Uh, no we do like little drops under the tongue and hey it might be total placebo effect but you know another little trick we, yep. we like it someone told me that's really good for sleep another comic who I'll mm. not name just in case they don't want me to but they were like yeah a couple of drops under the tongue and I felt like you know a mean girl's when she's like are you a pusher <laughs> I was like okay do you know okay. who got me into it? it was my mother really yeah, yeah, so like, I love the sound of your mum she's great yeah. honestly um, there's another story about her. No, can I say it? It involves Amsterdam and her having to eat marshmallows so that she doesn't. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. Um, but yeah, she, I went home to Ireland and we were doing this uh, TV show. It's like Ireland's biggest nighttime talk show. It's called the Late Late Show. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's the world's longest running talk show. Wow. And so we were on our way in, and I was bricking it, and she whips out of her handbag the CBD oil, and she goes, "Riate." I was like, no, it's bollocks, it's bullshit, it doesn't work. And I, she did like a, a major squirt, like half a bottle under my tongue. <laughs> and I'm telling you, within 30 minutes, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it was the weirdest feeling because I was like, I know this is huge. I know that if I don't do well on this show, my career's over. Mm-hmm. But I really, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, the stuff I think works. Mm. Did you find that, and like obviously you were saying before, that your mental health maybe struggled a bit before you came out? Did that ease after, or was it still a bit of a like process? I know not everybody it, it, has been No, it did. Time. It eased. It did ease. And mm-hmm. um, because pre coming out, I call it the pre coming out phase, the PCO. The pre come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, I knew you were going to say that as well. He has a sex podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Crossing the brands here. Oh my God, I'm seeping out of my jeans now. <laughs> Um, it's all PG here. Is it, am I allowed to talk about this stuff here? I don't know. Yes. This is why you shouldn't let me book the people who I want to book because I <laughs> every person who I wanted to book the conversations Filthy. have just descended. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is why I love podcasts yes. because I started my career in radio, right, in Dublin, mm-hmm. and it was like music shows and and talk shows, and there was a, a like a, a Sunday afternoon at the Lord's Day, and we were we were doing this show. Uh, it was called um, 
uh, spin hits on a Sunday and it's like young, young audience. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the Eurovision and it was the year that Blue were on. Mm. And I just forgot I was live on the radio and I was saying to my co-presenter, oh my God, did you see Blue on the Eurovision? God, they're so fucking buff now. <laughs> and then she's like, oh. and she goes, ah, here's Lady Gaga and just played the song. <laughs> and then she goes, what, Riyadh? What the fuck? And then I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And my boss was actually listening, uh-huh. but didn't say anything, didn't text, didn't call, waited until the Monday morning when I was in. Oh. Called me into a side studio and did what we call an air check, where they listen back to the show with you together mm. and critique you second by second. Oh. It's horrific on the best of days. Mm. But I knew that this day, something in the recording, a little surprise was waiting for me and her. And we get closer and closer to the moment where I drop the F-bomb uh-huh. on the Lord's Day. And I'm like, going, oh how was your weekend like trying to speak <laughs> over it and Andy where did you get up to did you have a nice time and then she goes hang on a second and rewound it and then played it again and then she was like Riyadh if this happens again you're off air <laughs> I'm not going to tell the CEO but I'm just you know warning you anyway aside from that um, what was I talking about uh, what uh, were you coming out oh yeah so that open... was a digression it was, it was yeah. a another reason why we love podcasts yeah. <laughs> I was incredibly anxious in like I, the four years before coming out mm-hmm. because you, you're holding in this secret you don't know if it's a good or a bad thing you know you pretty much know it's it's not good because everyone around you, including the media, tells you that being LGBT is a sickness. And, you know, I had a huge fear about my father finding out because of his background being an Iraqi man. Mm. And you slowly but surely, the anxiety that you're living with becomes your new normal. So although it's there, you can cope. So the trauma that young queer people go through in those pre-coming out years, could be four, could be 40 years, you just don't know, can lead to a lot of good stuff. The ability to kind of look at horrific situations and step back and evaluate in a clear, concise way, but also can lead to body dysphoria, you know, really, really severe anxiety and depression that can come out of the blue at some surprise moment in your life. You know, eating disorders, um, interpersonal skills being really, really bad or uh, social anxiety. You know, there's so many things that I've seen from my young followers that write to me. So I can see the hangover of those four years of, of incredible anxiety presenting themselves in really, really morbid, weird ways now. Mm-hmm. But I have to be quite on it. Mm. And when I notice it, call it out, speak it to whoever's around me, friends, family or otherwise, and then work on it. And not just ignore it because it's a real tangible thing. And thankfully, I'm surrounded by people who are are really, really, really great. And there's no one really in my life that goes, ah, you'll be grants. Mm-hmm. As we know, people can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're all trained in my circle anyway to kind of go, OK, let's talk about it um, and let's not diminish the weight of the thing. You know, it's real. Yeah. Because um, in I think not to be the statistics person, but I think in the UK population as a general, it's 14 percent of people are suffering with some sort of anxiety problem. Mm. And then when you look at the LGBTQ community, it rises to 27 percent of the population. Wow. And that's it's just a, mm-hmm. such a bigger problem in yeah. those communities. When you have people writing to you and kind of talking to you about this, do you find that easy to deal with or do you have to kind of like make sure you're in the right mindset to be able to talk about mm. these things? Or I know this sounds really cold, uh-huh. but when I get messages like that, I, I have to make a disconnect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I risk um, my mental health being exactly a, um, damaged. Mm-hmm. And in turn, the, the, the content, the books, the 
stuff that I put out there might not uh, be good or might not even be possible. I might not be able to make it. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to continue making the stuff that I believe can support young queers, I have to have that disconnect. I read everything. I try and process it. Because in the early days, I was getting so many messages that I would try to respond to all of them. I would really get invested Mm -hmm. and then I would falter and fall and, and suffer. Now my rule is if I can see that someone is in immediate dire need of help um, or guidance and it's quite severe. They're either in a dangerous situation with who's around them or they're um, maybe considering doing something bad to themselves, Mm -hmm. then I jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, I might start a conversation and then I direct them to a, um, a kind of a source in their location. Yeah. So they might be in Indonesia, they might be in the US or wherever they are. I try and find that place. And that rule has helped me mm-hmm. to kind of go, this is this is my life, this is the outside world and these are the, the few that I can allow in for a brief moments so that hopefully, you know, we can work through it but that's the whole reason why this is not a shameless well it is a shameless book <laughs> this is the whole reason why I wrote the book mm-hmm. because I was getting all these th- literally thousands of messages uh, across different platforms every year and they were all asking quite similar things no matter where they were coming from no matter if they came from a country where it was illegal to be gay or whether it was celebrated that you were LGBT mm-hmm. they were and, and I thought I physically as one human being cannot write to all these people in, in a, a full heartfelt way yeah of course in a Mm -hmm. step-by-step form so i need to write a bible it's sort of a go-to guide now it's not going to be perfect for everybody it can't be but at least it 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 starts you off and and hopefully points you in the direction where you can figure it out for yourself because this is the thing is that you know if you get to a point at which you have gone from hating yourself considering taking your own life um terrified that you you might even be honor killed by parents or that your school will kick you out or you lose your job all these things to then becoming as a self-loving strong proud lgbtq plus person who goes to pride who has a a partner of the same sex or has transitioned to a different to the gender that they they associate with if you've gone from that to that it's an it's an amazing feeling at the end of that journey to go i did it Mm -hmm. someone didn't tell me how to get there they just sort of helped me yeah And I don't want to take that feeling of achievement away from anybody because that is what helps you get over all the bollocks and the hangover of the shame and the anxiety is knowing that I did this thing. Do you think your path would have been any different if growing up you'd had your book? Mm. You know, so if that had existed when you were 12 and Absolutely. feeling like that, how like, do you think that would have? When I was writing it, mm-hmm. I was writing it with two people in, in mind. Uh-huh. It was me at 13 yeah, uh, or 15 around that age. And it's um, uh, a family member mm-hmm. who's um, quite young. And, you know, I, I would write it and I would start crying and I'd write another chapter and then I'd, I'd start laughing and then I'd start crying again. So it was a deeply, deeply emotional process for me. And mm. I was writing a lot of the book in public. So I looked like, you know, <laughs> a very, very troubled young man. Well screaming, like, where's Claire? <laughs> where's Claire? Yeah, <laughs> up and down, up and down. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And um, so it's, you know, it's exactly, exactly, exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. But I also had to try and remember that it isn't, you know, the early 2000s. You know, it's it's 20 years on or whatever, you know. um, So I had to really think about um, the sort of the modern pressures that exist now that didn't exist then, Mm -hmm. you know. And and I know everyone goes to put social media, Mm -hmm. but not even just social media, the Internet in general. You know, the instant access to a person 24 7 yeah. um when they don't really uh fully understand who they are can be very damaging because if you have those voices in school and you can you know get away from those nasty voices mm-hmm. great you at least have a few hours at home where you can decompress realign find yourself before you charge back into the war zone which is you know the playground but now that war zone follows you can follow mm-hmm. you so, um, yeah, I really had to take that into account. But also the other thing is that people don't really think about is the um, homophobia and transphobia now mm-hmm. can masquerade as concern yeah. and can masquerade as like um, very, very gentle and subtle, what I call othering, making you feel like you are not the same as or worthy of the same rights yeah. or happiness. And and it, it can it can look like a, a, someone's trying to help you. And that's really, 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 really um weird and malicious. And for, a, again, a young mind, they it's might not see it. manipulative, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if you flick on any TV channel, you know, they're going to have in every news debate someone who's going to be, you know, pro-LGBT, fighting for the rights, but then, you know, to show, in inverted commas, a balance, mm-hmm. yeah. they're going to have some arsehole on. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're a young person, you're, you're watching the TV from behind your you know, your parents' head and you're kind of looking, mm-hmm. and this person is, is calling who you are, intrinsically who you are, flawed. Yeah. And lesser than, second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. You're going to start to maybe question it and believe it. Definitely. So... It's a different kind of homophobia and transphobia. 
when people are like, this, your school days are the best of your lives. I'm like, probably was, but I only left secondary school 10 years ago. Mm. Would I go to secondary school now? No way. No. Would I want to be 14 years old in secondary school now? Nah. Mm. Do you know what? No. I, I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Uh-huh. I walked through um, a university here in London. It was RCL? Is that? No, no, UCL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. UCL. Yeah. Yep. And first of all, all the fellas were gorgeous. <laughs> that was nice. I'm not that old, by the way. I'm not some pervert. <laughs> this is okay for me to we, find. We'll like... put the episode description. It's just how attractive you are. <laughs> 21 year olds are okay for 28 year olds. Find attractive. Uh, anyway, so I was walking through going, God, this is lovely looking in here. But also, I, w- I would go back to that. Mm-hmm. I'd go back to uni because that's where you're kind of like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can dance. I can party. I can kiss fellas. I can have a beer. Mm-hmm. I can be an autonomous person for the first time fuck off mom I'm not going to bed you know what I mean <laughs> whereas school oh I, I wouldn't go back if you paid me no. if you no paid way. me five million pounds now to go back for one year I'd say go away mm-hmm. I'm not doing it mm. it's I, horrible I drive past my old secondary school sometimes if I'm back in Newcastle and feel like my chest tightening and my heart and I'm like were you oh, bullied nah. see the thing is I wasn't bullied but I was never part of the cool group so oh. I was like deliberately left out of things. But now you're on the telly. I know. Yeah. One memory that sticks with me is being in sixth form. If any of these girls listen, I'm sorry, but I'm not slagging you off. I suppose I kind of am. And I remember one of them had a house party and invited every single person in the year group but me. Oh. Every single person. And I was, like, looking back, probably an anxious kid, but at the time I was like, I'm just shy. So I was like, well, no way am I just going to go up to her and be like, oh, can I come to your party? And she was in, like, my sort of extended friendship group, so she knew me. And I remember mentioning it to somebody else and they brought it up with her the following week, so, like, after the party and they were like oh I think Lauren was quite upset you didn't invite her and she went well why didn't she just come everyone was invited but it was a Facebook event which oh, I hadn't been like included it. to and I was like Mm-mm. it's not like the old days when you know pre-social media when it was just a, like everyone's invited I was like but I wasn't invited mm. I wasn't on that exclusive well, I say exclusive it wasn't exclusive because everyone was on it <laughs> now do you just digging a bit deeper here mm-hmm. it might be too abstract but I'm gonna go with it yeah do you think that your lack of being part of the Cool kids. Yeah. Has led you into a career where you 100%. are constantly glorified and cheered Definitely. and you're great and there's a spotlight and yeah, I think if you're, like I said, I'm never really part of the cool group and always felt like I wasn't part of that group because I was weird or because mm. I was different or because I was, you know, when you're like 15 and you're like, I'm random. That was me. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm just like random. And I wasn't. I was funny. That's what I was. I was a kid who was funny. But at the time it was like, oh, she's weird. She's random. She's odd. I got that And now too. I think now I'm older. I'm like, yeah, I'm weird. Yeah, I'm random. Yeah, I'm odd. But that's and it's making brilliant. me a shitload of yeah, cash. <laughs> <laughs> Do I want to come to your party now? Fuck no. Unless there's snacks and then yes, please. So funny. I was called the random kid too yeah. because I just like to talk about whales' penises and stuff. <laughs> I just found like I found weird shit really interesting, and uh-huh. I'd say inappropriate stuff just to get a laugh in, yeah. in the class. And it was like, oh, he he doesn't fit in, so we we don't want to be yeah. friends with him. So I I was the floater. Uh-huh. I would go around. Now when I when I entered for brief periods the the cool group, mm-hmm. it was only to be the jester yes. and to be be the guy who made made fun of himself for your benefit but I was happy to be laughed at I didn't want them to laugh with me I was yeah. like 
at least they're not kicking me. Oh, definitely. And then, and then at the minute where I saw them losing interest or where it went a mm. bit nasty, I'd be like, oh, got to go over here and back to the nerds <laughs> yeah. or back to the emo kids or back to the whoever or the drama kids. Um, so when it came to birthday parties as well, mm-hmm. I wasn't quite good enough friends with any individual group to mm-hmm. be invited. So I'd just stay home with my parents. <laughs> I had a lush group of friends. But weirdly, once I left school and went to uni, kind of drifted apart from them all. But then you started out that as like a young adult because you're like, oh, did any of them ever really like me then? Because I'm the, I'm the one who's... I went to uni in my hometown, so it's not like I was like, bye, I'm off to the other end of the country. I was like, I'm still in this city and, mm. oh, they don't want to talk. And then you, even though I was making new friends at university, I had that whole part in the back of my mind going, oh, but the people I've grown up with at school, they don't want anything to do with me. But And then, and then I felt like I was settling into the person who I was and I was like, well, is it that they didn't like old Lauren or do they not? Not like new Lauren and I think I really struggled with my identity for a long time and now I'm like oh I'm a weirdo and I don't care I don't care I care yeah, a little it's, bit it's getting to that point of just going I am oh, not to go all the cars I am what I am yeah. <laughs> I'm just going yeah that's me I'm fucking weirdo and yeah. that's like it's the best I'm yeah. doing and that's yeah. enough yeah exactly, exactly. And, and I think as well I used to look at them, I don't know if in your school it was the same, the cool mm-hmm. kids always sort of made that bit more of an effort visually. Yeah. The hair was always done better. They had um, they had the Amber Abercrombie and Fitch or the, the mm-hmm. Hollister clothing on and it's kind of like, then it looked cool and um, it, it looked aspirational. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you all look the same. The same. Yeah. You're boring. Yeah. You're non-original. And again, not to sound like a bitch, I'm just pointing out <laughs> facts. These are pure facts. Mm-hmm. Did any of them end up doing university degrees that led to jobs where they were happy, happy. and fulfilled? Mm-hmm. No. I think maybe one out of ten of them did. Mm-hmm. They all spent too much t- time, I believe, trying to look and appear a certain way and then do the university degree that looked and appeared like the right degree rather than just doing them. What they wanted, yeah. Both in what they said, what they found funny, how they dressed and eventually what they went to study. Yeah. So actually, being the random kid, I think, has allowed us to trash out ideas, figure shit out, toy with that, toy with this and go, aha, I love this weird job Mm -hmm. that, you know, is very hard to get into. But hey, I'm going to give it a bash. And I'm so proud of you and, and you. me yeah like, you well know, done I, us I think that's amazing <laughs> yeah. and you too do you know what I mean <laughs> I'm here. I don't know you no that's the problem um, but I think you know there's a lot to be said for you know going through those difficult years and coming out the other side as a yeah. person who's gone aha uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm good. Definitely. Exactly. Can you play some anxiety bingo? Yeah, and you know what? I've got it on the page this time. <laughs> My God! Oh, she's ready. So, going to give you like essentially like two sides of the same anxious coin. Okay. And we're going to find out which you would rather. So, I think we've done all these ones. There'll be one on this page. Da, <clears> da, 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 da. Oh, would you rather be alone in a crowd or be with lots of people but in a small space? The latter, definitely. Really? Yeah. Lots of people in a small space? Yeah. What's really? the first one? Alone in a crowd. Alone in a crowd. Yeah, I'd rather be alone in a crowd. Oh, I don't mind being myself and I don't like crowds. Ah, oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm that not one. good with my own brain and yeah. especially like large groups of people. If I've got headphones and I can listen to this podcast, <laughs> then I'm going to be good. Yeah. Because yeah. you're in your own little bubble then, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. I went to a festival on my own for the first time this year. So I went... Oh, on your own? It was very... I got booked to do a music festival in Finland um, to do like the comedy stage 
and I agreed to do it because the Chainsmokers were playing. And I really liked the Chainsmokers. And I finished my set in the afternoon and walked back to the hotel. I remember sitting and I was like, I really want to sit with Chainsmokers, but it's so lame to go on my own. And, oh, my God, like, everyone's going to know I'm on my own and I'm going to feel so awkward on my own. But I did it. I went. Yes. I had the best time. Yes. I did not care that I was... Because normally if I'm on my own in a crowd, I'm like, I'll stand near a group and so people might think like I'm with part. that group. Yeah. Didn't care. I was just, like, plonked on my own in the middle. Didn't care. So I was hadn't even had, like, an alcoholic drink, which I thought, oh, I'm going to need a few drinks. Yeah. Nothing to drink. Had a great time. I, Love that. Yeah. I, I've done the going to the cinema alone a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was so awkward and weird, but um, oh. it's actually really, really nice. No one to eat your popcorn, yeah. yeah. It's just quite liberating, isn't it? It's yeah. just nice, like, this is for me, just And for in me. the middle of the day, when there's only two other people in there, yeah. who are also alone, by the way, yeah. Yeah. one of them's having a whack in, wank in the back <laughs> row, but hey, we're all in this we're together. We're all in a good time. experience. Sticky really popcorn. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think that's great. And also, you know, everyone else is in work, so it's, it's a bit yeah. more of like mm. a hmm. The thing with small spaces with me is just, if there's lots of people in a small space, I don't like that I don't have my space. Mm. And I feel like I'm in everyone's way. And I'm like, but a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Um, got, got last that. question? Yeah, please. So, kind of already touched on it, but I'm going a bit deeper. <laughs> if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself some advice on like mental health mm. and living without misery, what would you tell yourself? But you're not allowed to just give yourself your book. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Just in case yeah. you just end on a plug. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get it on Amazon. Um, which didn't exist back then, I don't think. Um, so I would, first of all, before I say anything, I give him a big, big long hug Aww. because that releases oxytocin. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say to him, look, it's not going to be easy. So I'm not going to lie to you about that going to be tough there's going to be a load of arseholes out there that are going to say some nasty stuff to you but i promise you in the end you will win by just being you don't change who you are because that's your product that's the best thing about you your family are the thing that matters not all the other outside external noise so the things that make you happy lean into that treat yourself buy the thing do the thing travel and in the end without you even realizing it'll just sort of come together Brilliant. Thank you so much. I said it to myself last night. I was on a run and I, I, I started, to, I go on a run so that I don't get anxious, right? Mm-hmm. But then I started to get anxiety on the run because I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was thinking about, you know, a, a, a gig that I would love to get and that I, I don't know if I'll ever achieve such mm-hmm. a level of a gig, but I really want it. And I just had to think back. I was like, but I never thought that I'd get to this point that I'm at right now. Yeah. So I was just like, what? and if I could say to that guy back then, enjoy the journey, mm-hmm. why don't I think forward rather than back and say to future Riyadh, fucking enjoy the journey. <laughs> <laughs> You're here now. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's always a feeling of doom. It's all going to end. It's all going to be over. Mm-hmm. And really, it's not unless you disastrously fuck up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if you're listening now and you're worried about the thing that's coming up, just remember how far you've come to this point and how little you believed you could achieve mm-hmm. said thing now. You're killing it. Yeah. Mm. So Remember, embrace that. they said we wouldn't have calculators in our pockets. <laughs> and look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> two times two is five. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, Thank so you. much. Thank you. Happy you guys. I genuinely think I could have chatted to Riyadh all day long. What a wonderful human being and a wonderful conversation we had there. I, I really do hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. Thank you very much, Riyadh, for coming and talking to us. And if you enjoyed Riyadh, which 
Of course you did. And want to check out more of his work, which of course you do. His book that we mentioned is out now. It's called Yay, You're Gay, Now What? A Gay Boy's Guide to Life. So why not go treat yourself to that from wherever you buy your books from? Thank you, Riyadh. And as always to Aaron for being a champ and putting up with my bullshit. To the team at Dave and Kong for letting us make these. And of course to you, you bunch of bloody lovely smashers. Thank you for listening to us. If you fancy doing a good deed and spreading the word about our little podcast to help us reach more people, you can leave us a rating, a review, subscribe, give us a recommend to a friend. And talking of good deeds, if you have a few quid spare and are able to do so, then you can donate to Com through their website and help support the invaluable work they do. Hope to catch you again. Cheers for tuning in. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Would you give your mum, dad, aunt, or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos, and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do, tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum, Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell, and dad, Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.